Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and atom. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. July 7th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Second to the Cincinnati Reds for blowing that baseball game last night. Informed this morning by Justin Kalen that they allowed uh, their lead to evaporate and lose. And we had a nice little like two-minute baseball discussion here uh, to, to start the show. It was a really wild Tuesday sports night. A lot going on, a lot to talk about. But, yeah, I enjoyed that little baseball palate cleanser here to start the show. Which made it even weirder that there were so many sports things happening yesterday, and you and Justin get on here and start chatting it up about baseball. Well, I realized I did not stay up, although I stayed up for the end of the NBA game, so I don't know what time the Red Sox finished. But I just was checking, reading the game recap this morning, and they lost, and I was sad about that because they are – so hot right now. And then Justin had brought up the Reds game, which I did see the score when they were up, but I had no idea that they came back and, and lost that game. And that's just – that's got to be a heartbreaker for the Reds fans, losing to a really bad KC team. I mean, it, it is what it is. Winners of five of the last six. Um, it, it's It'll be all right. But by the way, TJ, suck it to you because your team sucks too last night. Which team – Sucked for oh the Red Sox the Red Sox correct yeah but we're we're division leaders it's okay that's right this is uh man and we were talking I was just like the Yankees are frauds that's been awesome to watch this season seriously the Yankees are considering like selling which is I mean who in a million years would have thought that but they're the slowest team in the history of baseball like it was a really poorly constructed roster uh, honestly you know like. The Yankees are above 500, and there's a lot of season left to play. But Yankees kind of remind me a little bit of, like, Kentucky basketball heading into this past season. And Kentucky had a bunch of injuries, and not that the Yankees don't, but um, just, like, poorly constructed. Like, it, it, it was maybe doomed from the start, and why didn't people see it? Why didn't we see it with U.K. basketball? Rash, we won't have to worry about that with U.K. basketball next season. A lot more proven pieces joining the fold. Um, I did want to bring up one awesome thing that happened in Kansas City for the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick Castellanos, who... Oh, we, we need to play this audio, really. Fan favorite. Uh, Justin, I can send it to you because it's one of those things where uh, he he he's, his name is going to live forever in infamy because of what happened with Tom Brenneman. We all remember well, uh, you know, he, he got caught in a hot mic. Legendary broadcaster caught in a hot mic. And then he issued one of the more awkward apologies in the history of human apologies because Castellanos interrupted it with a home run or in a drive down deep left field. Well, that actually happened in Kansas City. And... On their return trip, I mean, they've been to Kansas City since, but they're back in Kansas City. What does Castellanos do? He hits another awkwardly time drive deep left field. Justin, I don't know. Do you have it pulled up, ready to roll? Really? Yeah. We 
could probably play both audios if we want to take this radio thing seriously. The first one during Brennan's apology, because that was like, that was meme city. That was like, you couldn't get away from that audio for months and months. And still, even today, people crack jokes about it. And before that joke even retired and went the way... Uh, went the wayside. You've you've literally got almost it's a different it's situation. Almost identical. It, yeah, it's just like the, another serious conversation ruined by a home run. Uh, we're making Justin. We're putting Justin on the spot here. But Justin, you can take your time on it. We could always come back to that in two minutes or so. Don't don't feel like you gotta. Oh, I'm ready you know. now. You want to play the Tom Brenneman one first? My man, look at you. Yeah, let's rock and roll, baby. All right, here we go. Here you have it. Castellanos to lead things off. Jim Day's going to be taking us the rest of the way through this game. As Holland takes over on the mound. Um, I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the year that I am deeply ashamed of. Um, if I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I'm going to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am uh, and never has been. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that, uh, that could back that up. I am. All right, we don't need to hear the end of the apology, but yeah, that, what a bad home run call when he hit that. Well, it was actually a fine home run call, I suppose. Uh, just, you know, he's he's in a tough spot of do I finish the apology and sound, you know, sincere because that's what apologies are, or do I do my job, which is to call the game, but this is interrupting the apology. He decided just to have his cake and, and eat it as well. Uh, this next one is not during an apology, but it's honoring a, a, an American hero. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and during um, – the only thing you're missing from the broadcast versus the audio here is some old timey pictures and whatnot. So just imagine, yeah, like a eulogy and a montage of an American hero. And uh, this one is about about two minutes long. Here, here's this one. Well, we're going to tell you about a great man, and it's a loss for the Royals family. This is George Gorman, who passed away at the age of 96. He served our country in World War II. He went to the University of Kansas, and so did his son, Pat Gorman, who's been working for the Royals in the clubhouse for 26 years. Wow. And that was Pat's father. Well, that's a great life, 96 years. And Pat, just like his dad, went to KU. He also went to Bishop Ward High School. There's a drive into deep left center field, and there's never a great time to eulogize someone during the broadcast, so we apologize. Well, there you have it. That was another not great home run call, but 
I mean, what are you going to do in that situation? I just love both. I love that both were to deep left field. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what makes it perfect because it's they both have and there's a drive to deep left field. Uh, And I also appreciate that the Kansas City broadcast team immediately tries to apologize like, well, there's not really a good time to do this, Uh, you know, but like it was a leadoff. I mean, first pitch, just see ya. Yeah, baseball waits for nobody. And that, that's one of the tough parts about broadcasting for baseball is, oh, there's a lot of time. A lot of downtime. A lot of time. A lot of time to talk about things. And even, like, during play, you have those conversations. And uh, it just so happens that two are incredibly serious or important, I suppose, and he does it for those. But, like, there's always storytelling. There's always there's just, like, little backs and for- back and forth that are in- interrupted by actual gameplay it's almost like baseball gets in the way from these people's conversations but a uh, hilarious same player same part of the field mm-hmm. home run uh, it's like what next serious conversation will he interrupt somebody did some serious research and discovered that nick castellanos's first major league home run actually happened the night that osama bin laden was killed oh my goodness gracious this guy i mean his home runs are just they're, they're like a a part of speech. They're just going to interrupt uh, anything and everything important. I mean, that Blastianos is. Uh, I mean, it's remarkable how he can put his stamp on the world just by hitting dingers. I mean, we need to like go back. Superpower. Yeah, we need to go back and look at every home run he's hit. And maybe it'll be like a Da Vinci Code situation or like the butterfly effect or something. Because I do think there's something bigger than just coincidence going on here. And mm-hmm. uh, that I'm not, you know, I'm not, that's not a conspiracy theory. I think it's just factual. <laughs> at this point, it is. Yeah, abs- absolutely. It is. All right, yeah, we, we start with baseball. The uh, first 10 minutes of the show, but nobody had... Odds on that would have paid handsomely. Plus 10,000. Yeah, no no, no doubt about that. Uh, but besides that, Vegas favorites won yesterday for the most part, unless you're talking maybe about the Euros match. But uh, that was Bryson and, and Rogers were your favorites. Mm-hmm. They took care of business. It was a back-and-forth front nine, and then they kind of seized control there on the back as Tom Brady started to fall apart a little bit here and there. And then we also have the the Suns win, who were the favorites going into last night's game. And, and kind of one of my classic buffer games. The Bucks couldn't really make it super interesting, but they refused to let the door get closed on them early in the fourth quarter, or really not even midway in the fourth quarter. They, they kind of hung around. But classic buffer game there. Justin Kalen, I'll let you pick what we talk about first. Uh, let's go with the match. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. There was parts that were, it was too long. Like they, they got to do a better job of speeding that up. We don't need guests every two seconds and they just have to tell everybody to play a little bit faster. Bryson DeChambeau, goodness gracious. Spend more times looking in the woods, talking bears, you dork. I have never, ever been just more like, turned off by somebody's personality in the sense of like, is he serious? Like he, he needs, and maybe he actually does have some like social anxiety or uh, 
potentially I, I don't know they're, they're, they're he seems off like he just seems a little off and if if he if he is on the spectrum or something along those lines then you know I probably do owe him an apology but like goodness gracious his friends need to do a better job ripping on him because anytime he he heard a perceived slight he had to like come back like a fourth grader and be like well no you're the one that's taken a long time to hit the ball like yeah, it was so yeah. awkward there was no fluidity in their conversations with one another it'd be like aaron phil and tom would be like making jokes and then like the kool-aid man bryson would come bursting down a wall with something awkward and cringy uh that was weird and listen i thought brooks handled the bryson brooks but do not mistake that for me like defending bryson as a person he cannot come back on the match unless we just want like awkward uncomfortable tv or unless Brooks Kepka's in, involved, although that would just be so awkward because his insults would be like third graders to Brooks, and that wouldn't be very good. So well, uh, that that was on one hand like interesting to see. On the other hand, my goodness, that was painful. It was painful. It was painful how long it would take him to look for a ball. To it's like, dude, just come on, play. Well, on. You like, can still call him out about that for one point. He was like, they they've been looking for balls for six minutes. What was it like the fifth or sixth hole? And he was like, then it just comes flying out of nowhere, basically yeah. insinuating that they just threw one down and played right, it. Right, right. <laughs> and, and he also, I love too that like on the first tee box, he comes out with uh, some duct tape. Here, here you go, Tom. Yeah, you know, in case you need it this time. Like that was his planned joke. It was like the Stoops SEC Media Day planned joke at the podium, where it's like. Okay, not a bad idea. I mean, you didn't land the joke, but you know, you're you're trying. So, do I give you credit, or is this even worse? And I also love too that uh, Barkley kind of got on his side. Like this Bryson guy, he actually isn't that bad at all. And it was trying to make him a more likable guy, but it just no, it did not work at all. And like Rogers is a when it comes to interviews, personality. He's more of like a sidekick. He'll need somebody to kind of bring the funny out of him a little bit. Cause he is funny and he's pretty quick and he's clever. Like, but he's not, he doesn't, he's obviously not like the most personal dude, personable dude in the world himself. But like with Brady and Phil, Phil was kind of like the lead. And then Brady, you know, he's great and funny. And like they were pulling really funny comments out of Rogers. And when Bryson was, getting a little worked up when Rogers kind of did his like, you know, it is a wacky Wednesday after all, I suppose. But when he was like, you just got to mellow out and look at the mountains and check out the sun and just, you know, be one with the nature. And Bryson just like, it just didn't land on him at all. He, he didn't say anything back. Uh, really awkward with Bryson DeChambeau, but they win. And goodness gracious, can we get Aaron Rodgers on our scramble team just from a putting standpoint? That dude missed one big putt that I saw. A, pu- a putting missed- standpoint? How about a driving standpoint? A dri- was driving, was impre- driving was impressive too. But, you know, I-, I know some schmucks that can hit the ball really far myself. But my gosh, like every big putt, except for just one, they would be like 15, 20 footers and they were just pure. He had He was really, really good with a putter. I was shocked by that. Yeah, and Brady, he even had a couple that were, oh, wow, he got that within two inches? Like, that's yeah. impressive. But Rodgers was just burying him, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, good for him. You're you're right, Terry. They need a little bit more. That's why Phil is great in these, whereas Phil knows a good balance of, hey, 
I'm going to talk you through the whole, and it's kind of fascinating versus like overanalyzing it. And then I'm also going to talk trash, but do it in like a very fun, playful way. And really, it, it on the last hole, the writing was kind of on the wall. And Phil might have had the greatest piece of trash talk ever. And frankly, I think it hurt every Packers fan down to their core when he's lining Brady up for the putt. And he says, all right, well, we're down eight, fourth and three with three minutes to go. And we're not going to kick a field goal. Yeah, that hurt. (laughs) It was just like a swift kick to the groin to all of the entire Green Bay Packers nation. Well, and the whole Green Bay Packers nation, all with a brain, knew that it was just such like the worst coaching decision in the history of coaching decisions. So it's one you just have to take. It's not like, well, it was the right thing to do, but the ball just ended up not bouncing our way later on in the game. No, it was like the dumbest thing in the world, (laughs) and we'll be made fun of it for it the rest of our lives, and we just have to take it. Like, until we win another Super Bowl and can just kind of let it roll off our backs, we just have to take it, and it's going to sting, and it's going to hurt, and you knew it was going to come, but it was perfect timing by Phil, like, because it mattered. You know, people were paying attention. It was starting to get down kind of to the nitty-gritty and whatnot, but uh, the real winner yesterday was that golf course. My Man. goodness gracious. Uh, please <laughs> you want to go to Montana. Yeah, <laughs> please sign up for our Patreon so we can do a KRC golf getaway to that place because, goodness, that was – I I, I would have – I'd be hard-pressed to be like, man, that course in Hawaii, it'd be tough to find a better course than I've ever played in my life, uh, or like just more scenic. That would be it. Like Montana, more scenic than Hawaii, and I'm not really hearing any other anything else about it. That was jaw-dropping. And then, in all seriousness, like Bryson spending 30 minutes in the woods looking for a ball, dude, there was every piece of wildlife out there that they got on camera during just, what, a three-hour, four-hour uh, event like yeah, coyotes, yeah, bears, goats. I mean, they just—I would bad time to be a goat in those woods. I would think I would not want uh, those bears were were big. I would not want that. There were eagles and hawks, and that that was that was stunning. And then the elevation changes. Like, how fun would that be to hit oh, off man. a tee box where there's a 200 yard drop in elevation? Like, yeah, that uh, definitely one you're probably going to want to cart, though. I would imagine. <laughs> I was actually telling somebody last night at my bar that that course I just went and played in Virginia, the Pete Dye River course, was probably the most beautiful course I've ever played until I laid eyes on that course last night. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, it's yeah. just awesome. I'm yeah, not you even, still haven't played I'm that course. I'm not even a mountain a- guy. I need water, but that course, yeah, I would go play there. I mean, yeah, the, the, the one hole, too, where you, they're just hitting off of a mountain. And you don't even see the bottom. And it's like, well, here's the 500-yard mark. It can make it this far. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and then Bryston was 483. And what was Rodgers? For, like, 25? Yeah, yeah. And I know the hill, you know, the hill is taking, giving you maybe 100 yards there. But even for Rodgers to be able to bomb it that far was uh, was was really impressive. So, I, I like these events. They're, they they can tweak them and they can make them better. But I just – I do think it's fun. And, and I thought – Maybe don't do it a day where the Euros bleed into it a little bit, and then you also have the NBA Finals. Like, maybe do it on a slower day. Maybe they thought it would be. I don't I don't know. I know the NBA Finals weren't necessarily set in stone to start last night, but maybe do it on a, on a slower sports day or maybe start it a little bit earlier. But I enjoy them a lot. And now we've had, what? We had the Tiger Phil. 
Then we had athletes. Then we had athletes. This is the fourth rendition of it, I believe. Fourth mm-hmm. or fifth, whatever it is. But keep them coming. And, and I think Phil needs to continue to be in it. Uh, I think, again, you know, if they want to mix it up with athletes, I'm always going to be okay with that. Like, Brady's entertaining. I'm, I'm fine watching him. Rogers is entertaining. I'm fine watching him. Just play anybody but Bryson. Would love to see anybody but Bryson. Would love to see Larry Fitzgerald in this event. Larry would be great. Is he a good golfer? Oh, yeah. Great golfer. Okay, I know he was. Uh, they, you know, they they had the cut in with him, but I, uh, I'd be I'd be cool with that as well. I'd like to just, you know, probably l- locality bias, but I'd like to see Justin Thomas be one of the athletes on there. I think he would be fun. Uh, you know, not at least. Yeah, he, uh, he was in the last one as like a uh, commentator too. Oh, okay, they, I didn't know they, that. They would have him uh, on the fairways, kind of talking trash to Tiger because they were on that that home course of theirs in Florida. Yeah, uh, so he would give like course insights and stuff, and do a little ball busting, um, and that's what I think is really fun about it is you you do get some of the ball busting, and I don't have to necessarily watch every hole because you know they're they're all I mean hell, the, even the the good guys are going to swing for the fences and have some terrible shots from time to time, but it's still fun um, when you get the surprise where they get the good shot, like Bryson having that chip in on the first hole. He was kind of saying, you know, I just want to hit it right there and try to roll this bad boy in. And then, you know, that he he, he felt like his stuff didn't stink after that. Uh, but I, I think if you just space it out at the right time uh, and, and don't just like, – like having four over the last three or four years is good. You know, spacing these out. Like, I think one a year. Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty nice. And like you said yesterday, TJ – it really did time up perfectly where I just sat in front of my television and watched sports for like eight hours. <laughs> it was, it was, it was pretty crazy good sports day for just a random Tuesday in July. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Like it's a short week. So that that's good enough for me in its own right. But the first day back after a long weekend or a vacation weekend or a holiday weekend, that always kind of stinks. And the fact that we had a really exciting Euros match, which I don't know if you all got a chance to watch any of it or oh, yeah. see, the, see the PKs, you know, any Whole game. The second half. The second half was, um, yeah. That, that, the Euro games are just fun in general because there's so much more up and down, a lot less possession and a lot more just like, all right, we're getting after it now and anything can happen. Guys, yeah. I've, cracked, I've cracked the code for betting the Euros if you're interested. Oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sounds like a radio tease to me because anything with gambling, that's a surefire lock. I am nothing but ears. You can call me Dumbo. Uh, you also have the Copa America game. Argentina and Colombia go to PKs as well. Uh, so two, you know, that's not as big as the, the Euros, but uh, Italy, Spain, Argentina, Colombia, those are pretty proud soccer nations. And for both matches to go to PKs, it was a really cool sports day. Totally agree with you. Roush, and then we got capped off with the NBA game, which we'll talk about next, but not before we get to Justin's guaranteed block on sure how to win lot. money betting soccer in Europe thousands of miles away. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Crouch, Justin Kalen. We'll be back with the hot gambling advice after this.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I was the mistress. With Walker and Roush. I wish I could be a mistress. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker. Nick Rouse and Justin Kalen here on your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you spending time with us and hanging out. It's uh, cool to start the day, so if you have any activities you got to do outside, maybe maybe get them out of the way this morning. And maybe one of those activities is getting on over to Genesis Diamonds because you're going to want to buy a diamond without the stress, without pushy salesmen, without upcharging, and then secret prices, and you're told one thing, you're told another. Now, Genesis Diamonds makes it super easy. They're not pushy. They're going to ask you what you want to spend, what you're looking for, and then they pull out a selection that you wouldn't believe they'd have for what you for the information you gave them because it'll be – it's almost like they just have this room of millions and millions of pieces of jewelry, and then you narrow it down to what you're looking for specifically – and your price range, and they still have thousands of pieces to choose from, even in that bubble. So there's, you're not going to find a better selection. You're not going to find better pricing. You're not going to find a more pleasant diamond buying experience or jewelry buying experience. Because if you're anything like me, you don't know what you're looking for. You don't know what you want. You don't know what's good, what's not good. And it's just nice to know that they're not going to try to make a quick buck off of you because there's a commission check on the line. No commission. That doesn't happen at Genesis Diamond. So check them out next to Trader Joe's on Shelbyville Row in Louisville. And maybe we'll all be buying some diamonds with Justin's uh, gambling advice here. Justin, what do you got for us? All right. So this is strictly in elimination games. You cannot obviously do this in the pool play when, when ties are acceptable. But I have hit four out of six draw bets on DraftKings. So so basically they've got a regulation bet and then they've got a team to advance bet. So the team to advance bet obviously going to be the team that you think will advance. The regulation bet is only the first 90 minutes in stoppage time. So if you think a game's going to go to overtime, bet that tie option. It's usually plus two something and bam, that's it. I've hit four out of six of those in these in these euros just bet the tie i mean that doesn't seem like a lock though i mean yeah i I didn't i didn't say it was a lock i said i cracked the code i mean if if you want me to go up and figure out how much money i'm up i'm definitely up money hitting four out of six of those yeah go figure out how much money you're up all right i'll put some numbers together (laughs) i'm kidding i don't care (laughs) i know i always like the juice on a tie i always do even in non-even a non-elimination game well and it's so fun because then you're root you're literally rooting for overtime and if it goes to overtime you win that's it yeah Yeah, the thing is though is water's gonna find its level we there's two games left i I doubt uh, the chances that you get that to happen even once over the next two times feel slim to nil all right, well, you just sit on the sidelines there, Mr. Roush, and I'll continue to bet and win money. Well, I... But you could also do that with Copa America, too, I guess. What I would do is I would fade England because they are like the surefire favorites now to win, especially after Spain lost. And if there's one thing self-deprecating Brits know, it's that when there's expectations, they're going to blow it. So... 
Uh, as much as I think it would be fun if football was coming home today, because that's just fun to say, football's coming home. Uh, I I doubt that that will be the case today. So, bet on it. Denmark is a little bit of an underdog story. Oh, the, I'm, oh I'm yeah, they, with you on that. They've been the, the Cinderella of these Euros. The team I'm of destiny, big time. I think England though is. I think they're going to crush them. Sadly. Uh, yesterday's game though that or match. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Shame on me for using such foul language to describe the beautiful game. But uh that was uh this is a lot of fun. The I, I especially like that Spain's equalizer really got the goalie, really just got him, uh kind of faked him out going right and then slid it in left. And man, of all of the beautiful ways to win in PKs, to have the like to be the last goal too where it's like all right if you hit this you win and then to just give it a soft little touch and have the ball roll in like such a swaggy way to go down absolutely love it yeah the uh yeah the slow-mo the goalie's face as that the equalizer was going in was pretty fun to see and then pk's it's tough way to to, uh, decide who's advancing who's not advancing you know and euros or world cup you're talking about years and years and years of practice and uh just dedication for this one event and for it to come down to like all right who can make more from this spot here then then you'll go then you advance and the loser you all go home but you got to end it at some point but vks are always exciting and uh hope you know hope you get more of them but only two euros left and then we get olympics and then before you know it, it'll be world cup qualifying matches so uh, a lot of important soccer in our 2021 future still on the horizon. So that's exciting. Did you all see uh, the U.S. women destroy Mexico the other night? They yes. Did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sometimes I feel bad for the Mexican women. Yeah. Like Mexican men, you can't beat them badly enough because they're just dorks for the most part. The women, they, the United States could probably pick their number if they really wanted to. <laughs> they had four goals in the first 35 minutes and one of them was an own goal by mexico which yeah. even more well, embarrassing. well and that in, that didn't include two goals that should have been they should have got a penalty kick out of the situation and there was an offsides call that wasn't offsides that resulted in another goal should have been six nothing at half <laughs> yep, yep. It, it, uh, really, it should have i did I, I didn't watch that but i did i did see it i was following along there I was going to watch it, but yeah, the score was already four to nothing or three to nothing, whatever it was at that time. I was like, all right, well, they may be done for the goals for today. They they generally don't like to, to run it up if they don't have to, at least against some teams that don't have the same resources and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been a good little stalker stretch. Let's talk about last night's NBA game. Okay, let's talk about it. Devin Booker, good job, buddy. You got one under your belt. You, you were right, Terry, that it was a kind of classic buffer game. Uh, Giannis played, though. That was I, I was I was shocked to hear that. They had him as doubtful uh, earlier in the day. And just by looking at that knee injury, you thought, man, it's going to be one of those where if he comes back, it's, it's just not going to be the same, you know? Like, yeah, th- there's no way he can be ready to go full strength. And then he had that play early on where – I forgot who it was. He bullied to the basket and then just crammed on. It was like, okay, well, Giannis is ready to play. But it, it still wasn't enough for the Suns. Chris Paul is, uh, man, he, he 
he's feeling it. He's he's he sees that ring in the crosshairs and he's after it. He had the the one play in the fourth quarter too that was you could see it coming from a mile away, and it really it wasn't the official dagger, but that just gave the Suns all the momentum, took the air out of the Bucks, where he got past Giannis and then stopped. And Giannis just had no, like, he was going to barrel over him. Runs into Chris Paul, who does, like, a nice, like, really sells the foul and then gets the and one. That that was just the the, the final death blow for the Bucks. Yep, it was. And uh, I was thinking to myself before the series that Devin Booker had pretty good finals MVP odds, and so did Giannis. I know Giannis with the injury makes it a little tougher, but plus 250 going into last night plus 500 for Giannis going into last night. and uh, But but everybody's just under the impression, veteran Chris Paul, he's had such a good playoffs as is, it's going to take mm-hmm. like a miracle for him not to be rewarded NBA Finals MVP, assuming the Suns do win. But I was thinking to myself, pretty good odds, but then Chris Paul goes out there and has really just as good as a game as Devin Booker. He's, he's, he's really in the zone, playing really well right now. By yeah. The- I was Go just going to say something out loud real quick, Nick, because it's it's almost unbelievable to hear. Last night was Chris Paul's first playoff win. Or finals win. Finals win, sorry. First finals win last night. That's incredible. Chris Paul's been in the league for forever. First finals appearance. Yeah, right? Yeah. It was his first. Yeah, yeah so. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 16th year. He's the third player at age 36 or older to score 30-plus points in an NBA Finals game. Uh, Kareem and Tim Duncan, which Duncan only did it one time. Kareem did it six. It also made me think, wait, I thought LeBron was 36 or older. He's but not? I, I, yeah. I like. How old is LeBron James's age? I, I, I thought he was... LeBron James. I thought he was just as old as... Uh, so he's 36 now. Gotcha. So, yeah, okay, they're, they're the same age. I was about to say, like... How is LeBron not in this? But I, I guess he will be this time next year. You know, LeBron's still got some left in the tank. But also DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I mean, I had that moment last night, Terry. I know I've, we've mentioned this a few times, but it was like, man, that dude's out there just grabbing all kinds of rebounds. I think he finished with 20 and 15 or something like that. Uh, and I remember watching him at – Pulaski County High School playing against Thon Maker, and that felt like not that long ago. Pretty, pretty crazy to see. Like, oh, I watched him on that stage, and now he's doing it on this stage. So, yeah, very happy for DeAndre Ayton. It was 22, yeah. 22 and nineteen, by the way, Nick. Oh man. <sighs> yep, I re- I remember that as well. I remember. I think I interviewed him in Indianapolis, and uh, dude was a freak. Like, awesome, awesome talent. And you just would interview him, and you'd say, "Who are you hearing from?" And nobody. No, I haven't really heard from anybody. What? I'm not hearing from anybody. That can't be true. Like no schools are talking to you. Nope. I don't know what's wrong with me. I know that like Kansas, I think called a while back, but uh, Kentucky called a while back, but no, I haven't heard from anybody for weeks. And everybody was like, "What is going on here?" And sure enough, there were some. Red flags with his recruitment, to say the least. Uh, which it was course, a yeah. wild weekend. It yeah. was like, wait, what? What's yeah. going on? Like people like chuckled, and then like he didn't like crack a smile, and they were like, wait, no, like you're obviously being recruited. He was like, I don't know. He, he was like, I, I haven't heard from anybody. Nobody's called or talked to me, and uh, and he was being a hundred percent sincere. And I think there was maybe some 
closed doors that he sadly probably didn't know about that were going on. Uh, play, you know, you, you, we'll, we'll look back. We'll think back of recruitments. We'll think back of players during this new nil era and think like, ah, you know, DeAndre Aiden, he would have like Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, you know, any school would have just been like, we will get mm-hmm. you whatever dealership we can possibly find you. Like it, it wouldn't have been a huge deal at all anymore. Yeah. And TJ, I think you mentioned the, uh, the Miami thing yesterday, correct? Yes. did. Yeah. And I just didn't, I wasn't able to like really, um, uh, I guess digest what it means, but man, it, basically this, this booster for Miami is just like, all right, I want a bunch of gyms. Well, I'm going to sponsor everybody. And if more people want to, then we can just, we, we can have full team sponsorships from all sorts of places. Even if you just want to donate money, we'll get it to them and the bring back the you. And I, I have a feeling that's going to be the case for a lot of these marketing firms that have popped up. Like we have the Tony Delk Tower Euless marketing firm. I, I'm assuming that it's just going to be their jobs to get Kentucky basketball endorsement deals. And f- maybe if they're not for the entire team, but I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them will be collective. We're sponsoring every single player on the team. That's going to be a nice way to work around the rules to pay your players. So shout out to the U like, man, good on them for being of course it would be the you that figured it out first like how do we get around the rules to pair our players ah we just sponsor them all ah, well genius. that's the first thing that they figured out first since the turn of the century so actually congrats to miami yeah they did for, it yeah you, you, you did it no like it was just you, you feel like this is probably gonna be how it's gonna fold what did you mention about tyler ulis and marketing company yeah so tyler ulis tony delk and what yeah, Tower Unitless, Tony Delk, and somebody, uh, I, 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 I forget the third name, but it's another former UK business kind of person. It might be Mashburn. They started a marketing firm that'll be Lexington-based that's going to deal with all this nil stuff. So uh, essentially, that's going to be, I think, your one-stop shop for all things Kentucky basketball. Not sure if they're going to do football or not. I would assume they would take all clients, but uh, I... I they didn't say that in their release that came out, you know, last Thursday or Friday. But my assumption is that they're going to be the management partners for all the Kentucky basketball teams' nil deals. That's super interesting. Uh, it's like taking different parts of memories in my brain that have no business being next to one another, and uh, now they're working together, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think this is probably where it's going to go is just like – you're, you'll you'll get all the deals through well not all the deals but you'll you'll do what Miami's kind of doing and, and they'll uh, they'll be able to fund it throughout different players and they'll kind of do some of the work for the student athletes uh, it, it, and I think you made a really good point yesterday Roush that I, I we're barely even scratching the surface on so much of this and once players start making plays, teams start winning games, things start going well for student-athletes, that's when you're really going to start seeing some serious money. You're going to be able to capitalize off plays and shots and things that you did, and that, that's when it's really going to get crazy. And I really think, like, the craziest, craziest of it will be, like, next in 2022, really starting in January, but even going into March and April. I think the transfer portal then – is going to just be 
jaw-dropping shocking. Because then you're going to have people transferring, not because of playing time, not necessarily not necessarily because they want a bigger stage, but because, like, oh, the money I'm making here versus what what I'm being told I can get here. Yeah, it's night and day. So I'm, I'm, I got to go. Like, I, I don't want to leave, but I got to go. Uh, I think next year's transfer portal and market will be the most hilarious thing we'll see in the history of college athletics. I, it's going, Roush, it's going to be great. I mean, it's, or it's going to be annoying, I guess, depending on what side you look at it. <laughs> but I can promise you it's going to be chaotic because we really are just barely scratching the surface. This was the most transfers they've ever had this year in both sports. I'm sure that number will be shattered next year. Mm-hmm. And and I do think they'll probably eventually level off. I don't think it's going to be, I mean, every year you're going to have plenty of transfers. I think every year is probably going to look similar to this year or the year before. But the first year of nil being a factor and the transfer portal still being kind of hot on the streets, if you will, it will be so chaotic. Uh, let's just hope the football team is going to be able to hold on to the players they want to hold on to. And then basketball, UK will just continue to benefit off this in basketball, at least as long as Calipari's the coach. But really, I could be the coach and you should still be able to uh, to benefit off this greatly. UK basketball is set up in a spot that it's never been set up in, even when Rupp was roaming the sidelines and it, only a percentage of the population could even play the sport. That was a pretty big advantage. But uh, this is unlike anything that we've that we'll ever see, ever see for UK. And in the UK won't be the only one, but basketball will be set. Football, Roush, I do think there will be times where you're going to want to hold if Kentucky has just this star player in the SEC. I think there are going to be some some battles to hold on to, to said player. Let's just hope Kentucky will have the resources to do it. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. Right, right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but, you know, speaking of transfer portal and Neil playing a role, uh, could be coming down the pike. We we got a, a, a little more Kofi Coburn news yesterday, mm-hmm. Mr. Sports Soccer. Yep, yep. And we're going to get to that. Let's well, say we take a break now. We come back. We either get to that or we read a few texts. But we got to talk Kofi. Uh there, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't want to go down the road that I'm going to with the Kofi discussion, but I'm gonna have to uh, uh, just because mm. I've, I've got to I've got to I've got to get it off my chest. So we'll do oh, that. No, this uh, doesn't sound no, good. No, it's not. No, it's good. It's good. Are you it's sure? Just, I'm, I'm probably going to be like a little meaner than I want to be because I'm not a mean fella, you know? Oh, we can be mean to Illinois fans. It's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see who I'm going to be mean to. But we'll uh, we'll get to that. We'll, we got a lot to get to. And the text line's bumping. Go on and get a text in, 502-414-1450. We'll come back. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Let's say I go into some guy's office. Let's say he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I get all excited. I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. The pet is my possible sale. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. And then I take my naughty pet and I go... (laughs) Oh! I killed it!
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, little Tommy boy to bring us back from the break there. Always a classic. Uh, We appreciate you tuning in and listening. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, and you can get KRC wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Kentucky Roll Call. We hope that you join us on the Facebook page for just general discussion. Uh, By the way, a few things that popped up on the Facebook page. One, I love that people are just posting pictures from golf. Justin, I asked you to do it because you talked about how nice that course was, and I'm glad you did because it was beautiful. And if I ever get a chance to play that course, I'm definitely going to jump on it. But somebody else did it yesterday. We're always Mm -hmm. like we – is anybody ever going to get mad about seeing a picture of a nice golf course? No. I don't know. There's something about like I guess when you turn 30 – I don't know. You just like the scenic golf courses. But uh, so that was that that's been fun. Did you see the person selling Siberian Huskies on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page? Ooh, <laughs> missed out on that. Um, don't need a dog, though. So these were yes. uh, they, they put all the details, everything you'd ever want to know about these Siberian Husky puppies. And uh, that was pretty that, that there's part of me. that was like, oh, we got to get this off of here. This isn't just some you can sell whatever you want on the kentucky page but they were just cute little puppies uh they are akc registered one-year health guarantee good with kids and other pets not sure how they'd know that they're puppies (laughs) potty trained to go outside there's just no way you'd see these puppies and know that they're potty trained to go outside Uh, i'm sure that they've probably gone potty outside and that's maybe what they're going off of but very very cute so krc more than just sports (laughs) love it sports and dogs just remember, to shop. Just remember to shop and don't adopt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Adopt, what? don't shop. Shop, shop and adopt. Shop you know and where adopt. I, you know where I prefer to shop, TJ? The KRC Facebook page for Siberian Huskies? Nope. I like to shop at Salsaritas whenever uh. I need a fast, fresh lunch because that's the thing. It's ready in a jiffy especially if you download the app you don't even have to wait in line you can just order straight from the app walk in the store literally just grab your bag and go it's it's as easy as pie you can do that at either one of their two locations there's one in st matthews and one in middletown the the one in middletown also has a drive-thru so you don't even have to get out of your car that's the way trevor kelsey rolls when he wants the best salsa Mm. in the city of louisville with the most wildly addictive chips Oh man, it's it's great any day of the week, especially today. Try some right now at Salsaritas. Deliciously different. Do not hesitate. Get your butt to Salsaritas. Uh, the way that you can get in touch with the show is texting in 502-414-1450, and we do our darndest. I think there's just, I don't know if there's ever been a day where we haven't read every text message uh, or we put it on the Patreon if, if we've ran out of time. So, Text on in, send us a hello, 502-414-1450. A texter says, I went ahead and shot my shot. Or no, I'm skipping way ahead. Sorry. Uh, We'll get to that one, by the way. We will get to that text. Plumley bro. Yeah, that was a a little tease. Uh, We'll get to that one. (laughs) That is a great tease. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So now we got a lot of great teases because we got to talk Kofi here an hour or two. We got funny texts from the Plumley bro. We got a lot of good stuff. Uh, This texter says, 
So now that nil is activated and athletes are signing deals, I think we're going to see the market settle out and that the vast majority of athletes aren't really valuable from a marketing standpoint. I want to know how long it'll be before these topics come up as complaints. And the texture goes on to say, this is a long one. Maybe should have waited for hour two to start this one. Number one, why shouldn't the athletes get money from TV revenue? I think you'll have athletes that aren't racking in the money ask for some renewed vigor because they will feel a certain way that their contributions make up a certain amount of the viewership. Now that certain athletes are being paid to be at universities, why should they have to carry academic requirements? You can't argue that they must attend classes because they're incentive to be at the universities, play a sport first, and then make endorsements. Why do they have to keep a C average? This is a lot of good stuff here. Do we want to take a break and maybe just come back to this when we get back to hour two um i know I, we're maybe over teasing ourselves a little bit i think we're over teasing ourselves because first and foremost i think the second one's bunk it's like your job requirements if you don't do your requirements then you can't handle your job then sorry like i i feel like that's pretty cut and dry um i don't think we need arguing like come on uh, <laughs> It's part of your job requirements and if you don't meet the standard then you can't be around the the first one i could see some people griping but the problem is is the the grievances would have to come from the the vocal athletes and they would have to be able to effectively organize to make that happen and uh, i've noticed that some some licensing deals like the uh, influencer infl rc or whatever that they're big on working directly with athletes and they could become a part of um, licensing the a sports video game to get players on board. But I think for the most part, the people who can make change happen are going to be the ones benefiting from this. So uh, your stars of the world that could actually set the wheels in motion, they aren't going to be the ones complaining. So it's not going to get done. So I, I mean, I, I do like that line of thinking, and I don't want to shoot it down. I think that one has a little more validity, but I, I still, I think it would have to be something pretty significant uh, for, for that change to happen. Because I think players are smart enough to understand that, like, the TV money is what makes the big thing possible to where you can make your money elsewhere. Yes, that, that that was well said. I I agree with you. Uh, the academic stuff, you're right. Job requirements and at a minimum, it's like you're you're at our university to to be a student. And yes, you're getting money to play sports. That's great. But uh, to be enrolled at our university, you do have to meet certain requirements. So this is just kind of part of the gig. Like you said, job requirements, a, a good comparison there. And then we the tv and the revenue I, I think you could have universities just say listen we, we we need to house you all we need to make like you're not paying for your tuition with your own stuff you're not paying for your facilities you're not we're not charging you rent for this sort of deal you're not paying for your books you're not paying for your equipment you're not doing this stuff universities got to get money to the we're the sec signing the tv deal not not uh you're not not chris rodriguez like they're not signing a tv deal with chris rodriguez they're signing it with the sec kentucky is a part of the sec you'll be compensated for what you can make for your name image and likeness you're not getting a piece of the corporate pie and at some point maybe if people talk loud enough they'll they'll get annoyed with that but i i, I do think we're in a good spot now that uh you do need the schools still to be able to find profits. Like if you start, you bring up the TV deals, but at what point would it be like, all right, ticket sales, concessions, <laughs> yeah. you know, like 
you could go down this long road, and that's why I think it's name, image, and likeness. You're making money off of your name, your image, your likeness, and uh, the TV deal is the Southeastern Conference name and Kentucky's name. And you're right that you can kind of break it down a little further than that. I do think people are going to make more money than you think, and there are going to be some that won't make money, but I don't think that the people – I even think the people that don't make a lot of money will be part of some team deals. Right, Roush? Like, they'll get some kickbacks, surely, just by being a scholarship player right. with a Power 5 university. A la um, Miami. Yeah. Exactly. So I still think they'll get something. Plus, you know, I still think they're going to be getting the stipends. That's what I'm going to be interested to see if if colleges at some point do say, like, okay, well, you know, like, for a football team with the scholarships we're giving out, over four years, you're looking at, uh, I don't know, like, I, I'm just going to pull a number out of my butt, but probably $20 million in scholarships, something ridiculous, you know. College ain't cheap these days. Not cheap at all. So I do wonder uh, if schools would at some point be like, okay, actually, since you're now making uh, – hey, Anthony Davis, since you're making 500000 because you're a star basketball player, can we get forty k for that tuition? Thank you. And uh, no more stipend, actually. We're going to take that back because uh, you can afford it. So I'll be interested if colleges come back the other way, Texer. You're saying if players are going to keep going down the hole a little bit further, I wonder if colleges are going to say, eh, you know what? Why don't you give us some of this money back? Because now you guys are richer than a lot of people on this campus. Let's go to our break. Good text to start the text line. we got a fun second hour planned for you coming up next here on KRC. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Taylor. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, the best sports radio show in the state back for hour number two we got a full text line but keep them coming 502-414-1450 and we got a lot more sports topics that we need to discuss and chat about as well uh let's start with the 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 kofi kofi coburn take that i have here and i say this lovingly i say this as somebody that just wants the waves to remain calm when they need to remain calm in the big blue nation land. And if you are somebody that is worried about the fit of Kofi being on UK's roster to the point that you're complaining about it, please leave the fan base. (laughs) There's actually people complaining about this. Yes, and I'm okay. That, like, bringing in an All-American is a bad thing? And I'm all right if you're like, I, I have concerns about Kofi and Oscar playing together. That's I, I, I strongly disagree with those concerns, and, and maybe I'll get to why, and we can get to why. But if you're – and there are. They're out there because I've read them. I've read the tweets. I've read the message board posts. But, and there's not many of them. There's not. But even one is too many. But if you're genuinely contemplating – Passing up the idea of bringing in Kofi, one of the best bigs in college basketball, 
because you think that Kentucky already has a player that's too similar to him, and you're worried about three-point shooting for some reason from your four and your five, potentially. I have no other word besides dingus to describe your takes. And Roush, if we kind of did a Venn diagram of people that are questioning bringing Kofi in and people that wanted John Calipari to leave Kentucky at the end of oh, last season. It's one big, big gray circle. area. Oh yeah. It'd just be like at a minimum, maybe you'd see just a tiny sliver, but I think it'd just be one big circle. I think that, I think you're, I think you're spot on about that. Uh, those fans, it, it, it's, it, it's tough. I mean, it's just every little thing that they can cling on to, to find just a slice of negativity and they'll jump in on it. Cal does not have a history of playing, of of leaving a stretch four on the bench to play a big that couldn't score. That's I don't know if it's ever happened at UK. And the closest thing to it was when Dakari and Willie would play with one another in fifteen, and and and, and you know at times maybe, uh, but well, let me. But that was only like very rarely when they would play with one another. And secondly, Dakari was a good back-to-the-basket center. He could, you know, he could beat... And Willie's uh, mid-range, 10-foot, what was better than people remember it, but he didn't shoot it a lot. But besides that, Cal doesn't have a history of having a four that could stretch the floor and score, and instead Cal just didn't play the dude because he didn't like scoring? I don't know. Uh, Point is... The way you got to look at this Oscar and Kofi situation, Kofi is just a better version of Oscar. Kofi is your starter. Mm-hmm. Oscar goes to the bench. And then who plays at the four? What, it could be Oscar. It could be Keon. It could be Toppin. It could be... Collins. It could be Damian Collins. It could be Hopkins. You don't know. It's going to be whoever wins out after that. But what I do know is you have a bona fide starter in Kofi that you can potentially bring into the program And any person, and I think I'm only talking about 1% or 2% of the fan base here anyways, but that 1% or 2%, shut up. Just stop. Just stop. You're you're saying no to a better version of what we already have. Why would you do that? I'm worried about the player's feelings. Why? They're not worried about yours. They're not. They'll be all right. In worst case scenario, they're going to make some money and they can leave and go wherever the hell they want after this year if they so choose to do so. But you bring in Kofi at all costs. And the more we started talking about this, Nick and Justin, the more I'm like, God, now we need, like, we got to get him. Like, if, if you got a chance to get him and he is truly open to going to a new place, you hired two of the dude's assistant coaches. Two mm-hmm. of them. And there's a little part of me that thinks that the pieces for this have been lined up long before we've been talking about it the last week. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder if this goes back to the hiring. Okay, I'll bring you. I'll bring you. Hey, what's the deal with that big guy? Is he looking to go elsewhere? Uh, he's going to go to the pros, but if he comes back, maybe we got something here. I wouldn't doubt for a second if maybe this has been lined up a, a little bit longer, or at least the possibility of, uh, of this happening. But Kofi would be a massive addition. He spoke yesterday, said that, hey, I'm coming, I'm gonna come back to college. Uh, and I may I'm gonna take some visits. I'm gonna look around. I'm I may not come back to Illinois. He specifically did mention Kentucky. He mentioned he committed to Illinois because of Orlando and Tigua. He is now an assistant coach at Kentucky. We gotta find a way to bring him in, Roush. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I think the words, oh man, what, what, the exact quote, I'm pulling it up. It's a serious option, is what Kofi told, uh, I believe is no, it was Javoni, not Borzillo. Uh, he said that Antigua was, he's the reason I went to Illinois. When he left, along with Chin Coleman, I decided to go in the portal to leave my options open. Kentucky, it's a serious option. Teague was my guy. I'm going to consider them. But there are a lot of schools. I wasn't really focused on that while I was in the NBA draft. Now I can take my time and evaluate it better. But let's be real here. The Cats have a huge leg up on everybody else. And I did. that is funny because I, I, I did not see the pushback like you did, Terry. But it is just pure comedy. Oh, well, there could be too many bigs on the court. Like, I don't think Cal is going to consistently have Oscar and Kofi in at the same time. He might in spurts and bits and uh, fits and bouts, but I can't I can't see that happening for an extended amount of time because they do have other talented fours elsewhere, including a guy in Keon Brooks who's been around the program for three years. So I, yeah, I go ahead, the, Justin. I love the portion of the fan base that just knows that if Kofi comes, him and Oscar are going to play together. That is some BS. Calipari, I guarantee at this point, has no idea who's going to play together. I was actually thinking about this on my way home from the show yesterday. How many different starting lineups will you see out of Kentucky this season? With or without Kofi, it's just going to be astronomical the amount of different starting lineups there are. Well, here's my one for the show. To be fair, Cal is a, a little superstitious, and mm-hmm. – uh, so if he gets something that's rolling, he'll keep the same starting lineup, that's Justin. True. That's true. Yeah. But the different the different possibilities of lineups is where you're going, and I agree with that. Like, why why would he play Oscar and Kofi together? Because they give you basically a lot of the same stuff. Why not stretch in somebody that will give you something different? Okay, but you know what? We can really beat this team up on the boards, and we're having a rough shooting night. So let's just get a lot of points in the paint here. Okay, Oscar and Kofi go in together and start beating people up. You're going to have every option you need. You know what? We don't need – this team's playing really small, and they're killing Oscar and Kofi in the pick and pop. Hey, Damian and Keon go in there. Like, you're going to have a million different options. And, folks, I know this is going to be really shocking for, for some people, but Cal likes to win. He's going to want to do what actually works. Um, he was actually won a lot, believe it or not. Nobody's won more over the last decade than John Calipari has. Uh, nobody's won more tournament games in the last decade than John Calipari has. So he does enjoy winning. That's So I think he's probably, Roush, is it fair to say maybe he's going to play the lineup that maybe will help Kentucky win the most? Uh, yeah, I would think that he would play the group of five players that is the best five. You would think, yeah. And does Calipari sometimes have favorites? Can you not question his decision-making at times? Sure. You absolutely can, and you should, but you not you don't question him potentially bringing in Kofi. Um, and it's the same people questioning whether Calipari was fit to, to be the head coach moving forward, and here he is maybe one player away from being the preseason number one team, realistically. I, I just think it's funny that <laughs> that there's some people who are getting mad just before the fact because they don't know any other way than to yep. live just mad on the line yep. at Calipari. Yep. 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 That's but, uh, really sad and embarrassing. Kentucky, let's be honest. You all would agree with me. And when I say this, Kentucky doesn't need Kofi, but Kofi would be a great addition. Just like you've said. Yeah. So, I, I do. I mean, 
I don't uh, do they need them? Do they need them? I don't know. But like, you know, wh- look at the, this, this way. If you're if you're weirdly on the fence about this, what happens if Oscar gets hurt or Oscar gets in foul trouble? Okay. Uh, you got Lance Ware, who's a little bit of a bruiser. Did we see a lot from Lance Ware to think that he's ready to make a huge jump his sophomore year? Mm-hmm. No, no. And that doesn't mean that's not coming somewhere along the lines, but we didn't see it as freshman year to think that we, he could get more, you know, he could get more minutes and I think he could do some nice things, but we don't want to rely on Lance Ware. All yeah. right. So Keon Brooks, we all like him. Is that, that's your bruiser. That's the guy that you're going to want to bang with other bigs. No. Uh, Damian Collins, like if, if Damian Collins gets switched on Kofi during a practice, we may need to just stop play. So Damian doesn't get hurt. He like, that's that's a, a that's, that's a grown man. And Damian Collins is not, so you don't want him to be your bruiser. Uh, Hopkins. I'm really, again, you know, you all made fun of me, but I'm really impressed by the dude's size and and his body. I think he's going to be physically more physically imposing than people think. I don't want that dude being my five though. I don't want him being my five. So there actually is a need to bring in another bruiser unless you're ready to just rely on Lance Ware. And I'm not. That's no disrespect to Lance because I like the kid and I want him to stay at Kentucky. And I think junior, senior year could be really big for him. Mm -hmm. But you bring in Kofi. Goodness gracious. Of course you bring in Kofi. You do everything you can to get him. So I think, think, again, 98% of people agree with that. Yeah, they're on, yeah. they're on they're on board with it. Uh, let's get to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. This next texture says, "Speaking of taxes and nil, that was the most. That was my most recent pitch to Michael. Oh, it's our Georgia friend. It's our mm-hmm. uh, vacationer to Michael trying to ease him off the USC commitment. I was like, hey man, might want to consider your nil money and what that looks like with California and LA taxes. Just saying, Kentucky has better tax laws." Now let's pray that chips away at his commitment. Yeah, you just Man. keep at it. Just keep at it. And don't go, you know, nothing nothing too soon, too fast, but just little comments like that, you're, you're going to get the job done. I would just love, like, being a fly on the wall in that classroom, like, oh, I got, got a Kentucky fan teacher over here. He's going to be giving me some sort of hell about UK again. <laughs> oh, that's also kind of, that's that's probably true. But yeah. that's all right. But I love it. Like that's part of what that's what it takes to uh, to be uh, to be a high profile recruit. You just got to deal with awesome teachers who are Kentucky fans. Uh, Last thing on it. Last case scenario. Like, you know, it's signing day. Just you're going to have to just go to the handout money technique. Hmm. That's that that will be our last resort. It's just signing day week. Just start handing out 20s. And uh, and then. You know, of course, if he doesn't pick Kentucky, well, then we'll have to just turn him in because that's not appropriate nil funding. <laughs> if you were Brady or Phil, wouldn't you sneak in a good shot, Brooksy? How classic would that be? That's from Billy Big Blue. Thanks for texting in, Billy Big Blue. Uh, I I just I, I that may have been on the do not say list. Did you all see when they asked Aaron about Green Bay and that sort of stuff? Yes, I did. It was kind of it was very awkward. I, I, oh yeah, my wife, I was like on the couch. I, I, I was not curled up in the fetal position, but I kind of felt like I was because I was, you know, that they were like, Hey, you can't, we're not talking about Green Bay. Like, don't, you know, a, Rogers' agent was probably like, We're going to have fun and we're really excited to do all this stuff for charity. And Rogers is a good golfer and whatnot. But like, this, we're not going to make this a LeBron James, the decision situation. Well, Please I don't thought- bring it up. 
I, 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 I'm sure that he was operating on the assumption that it's going to like, you can't not like it's the elephant in the room, but that was the, a time that they really screwed the pooch because the, the professional way to go about it is you see the bear. That's when you ask Rogers to talk about how much fun it is to kick the Chicago bears ass. He does it all the time. Like, man, Aaron, do you think, uh, you've wrestled a few bears before. Do you think it's easier to beat the Chicago bears or a grizzly bear? And he would say, well, obviously the Chicago bears, because they stink like that. That would have been fun. Instead, they just made it awkward, you know? Yeah, no, it, it was awkward, but you know they like were like we gotta ask, like we know yeah, what the agent yeah. said. We gotta, we gotta at least get him to say something. We're not gonna be the broadcast that doesn't bring it up. And again, Rogers, more like for Rogers, because if you didn't want to be at Green Bay, right there, tell everybody, tell the world, tell the world that you're never playing with a G on your helmet again. And what's Green Bay gonna do if you say that on national TV? Yeah, they, they still might not trade you, but guess what? That ends all the BS. Everybody can be happy, kind of move on in different directions. But no, he didn't because this is just all kind of a ploy. And uh, I am frustrated by the whole thing, but I'm still very confident he will be the starting quarterback for Green Bay heading into this season. And yeah, I don't, I can't get any, I wanted to get something out of those quotes, Roush. I wanted to get a little. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he sounded pessimistic, or that didn't sound – I wanted something. There was nothing there. Yeah, that was just simple, like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it, and I don't want to talk about it. And that's all we got. Yeah, I, I do think that this whole uh, – the long-haired, hippy-dippy, like, I don't know. I don't know how well it fits, Rogers. you know? What? I know. Yeah, I mean – I think he I, looks I guess- awesome. I'm jealous about how good he looks with long hair. never got the privilege. The thing is, is he just looks so skinny. It makes him look like more fragile, you know? And he really well, yeah. does look like he's a, a stoner that doesn't get the munchies. Instead, <laughs> he just fasts all day, you know? That's it's kind of true. Like, yeah. <laughs> Those people, I'm always, I'm always, I, I wonder, like, what, what, what kind of marijuana like, are you smoking? Like, like how, would, like, it's How the kind of so potheads that, that like they get high and then they go on like seventeen mile runs. Mm. You know? I didn't I didn't realize how short Aaron Rodgers was. When he was standing next to Tom Brady, he looked like a little child. Dude, in Brady, well, my God, that guy, it's like somebody took off the Darth Vader helmet when he left New England. I he is so damn cool now. I used to hate him so much, and now I'm just I'm fascinated by his awesomeness. Well, it, well I was gonna say was kind of made you appreciate how big those quarterbacks are, Justin, because, like, Rodgers was kind of making Bryson look a little. Not, you know, not little, little, but, like, you know, he was standing next to Bryson, and you'd think Bryson's kind of like this big shot on the golf course, you know, because he hits the ball a bajillion yards, Mm -hmm. and here Rodgers is making him kind of look small a little bit. So it's uh, the perspective of different sports and people – not in their uniforms, not wearing helmets. It is always like a double take moment for me. Mm. Double take. Uh, let's get back to this text on 502-414-1450. Have you all ever had to call the cops? If so, please explain the scenario and why you had to call 911. I have called the cops I, the only one time, because I, I called the non-emergency line once, but the only time I can remember calling 911 was – Freshman year of college, spring break. This was kind of dumb. I went down for the UK, not Tennessee game. Oh, goodness gracious. My memory is losing me. Who did Kentucky beat in the quarter? 
finals in the 2010 SEC tournament before the Tennessee and Mississippi State games. Mm. I want to say it was like Alabama or something like that. Usually it's just always easy to assume it was Alabama. Anyways, we went down to that game. We came back up. And then like six hours later, I got in a different car and we drove down to Florida for spring break. And when we were coming like Tennessee, Kentucky border, there was this car. I guess I don't know, maybe they were partying in Bowling Green or something like that. I don't know. But we were on 65. This car was just swerving like you'd never see. Like going yeah. four lane, like four lanes back, four lanes back. And like almost hit a guardrail and then swerve. And then it was back on the grass. And it was really dangerous. So we called 911 just to be like, we don't know if somebody's having a medical, like a medical incident or if they're drunk or what the deal is. That was the only time I can remember calling 911 with an actual emergency, if you will. Yeah, I think I've done that before, too, where you call somebody else who's obviously inebriated on the road. But I think that's it. I think that's the only time I've ever done it. And I don't even remember if it was me specifically who made the call or if it was somebody else. Yeah. You know, I, I've been working in hotels for three and a half years now, so I'm trying to rattle my brain on any times I would have called 911 because I definitely have not done it in my personal life. And I'm ashamed to admit that I've never called the cops, even in the hotel. So I've got nothing. Sorry, guys. No story. Why are you ashamed by that? Because, I mean, there's there's probably, and I could probably rattle off a handful of situations that I could have called the cops, um, but I just opted not to because I'm not a controversial person. I could usually figure it out without uh, outside sources, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's, I don't know. If you work in a hotel, you want to say that you've called the cops on somebody, right? No, I don't know. Like, I don't, you don't want to, like, I, you, people call the cops probably too frequently. That's um, true. Like, can you imagine probably, like, 911's line on 4th of July? Mm, that would be pretty lame. They're like, it's just got, fireworks. Oh, it's just got to be nonstop. It's just got to be, like, they probably just have to be like, if it's about fireworks, we can't do it. Like, we, <laughs> we got to worry about, like, people getting hurt. Have you all seen oh, God. the videos of, see. like, fire trucks uh, or fire trucks but like i think it was in toledo did you all see the video in toledo no they were doing a fireworks show in a neighborhood and they had like a fire truck with all the u-haul they had a they had a firework truck with all the it was a u-haul with fireworks on it and they were lighting them off and i guess something went wrong the u-haul caught fire everything went off at the same time and it looked like a war zone from the videos and then, of course, there's the NHL goalie. I mean, horribly yeah, tragic. I that, thought that was like, what you were going to bring up. That's, no, hmm. but that's just heartbreaking as well. Uh, if you're putting yourself in a position to get hurt on the 4th of July, you're you're kind of doing it wrong. Yeah, no, it should be fun. Not how how disastrous. tore up is their coach that it was at his house? Uh, oh, I didn't even know that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so sad. I can't even That's just so, 24 years old, way too young. Really, really tragic. Let's go uh, to a commercial. Or what are you, I was going to uh, go to a break. Okay, well, I just wanted to bring up quickly that we have a Stanley Cup final game tonight, and the uh, there's a tropical storm happening at the same time. Kind of weird to have ice hockey hosting. Uh, like Tampa could win their second straight uh, Stanley Cup, having a dynasty, Justin's old stomping grounds, and there's a tropical storm currently just dumping buckets of water down in that place right now. Nick, Not there's weird. no there's no could win their second Stanley Cup about it. They will. Lightning by one and a half goals tonight. Book it. 
That's why they call them the Tampa Bay Hurricanes. All right, we'll be back. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I never got a jug. I wasn't going to go waste my time. Standing. God, what a nerd. What a nerd. I had cool things to do, like go smoke drugs and drink alcohol. If you don't like my fire, then don't come around, because I'm going to burn one down. We're back better than ever. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen here the KRC on your Wednesday. We appreciate you tuning in and hanging out with us and Talking sports. That's just what we do here. Although it has, I, you know, I feel like I say this every summer, Roush, but I feel like we, we've we been talking more sports this summer than we normally do. But, yeah, I think some of it might be you get the delayed pro schedule, so like the finals true. are a little bit later. Um, but yeah, and this is going to roll straight into SEC media days in about 10 days, I think is when that, uh, a little, maybe a little bit more than that. And then, uh, then the Olympics are the following week. So it's going to be uh, – hell, I think the Olympics actually start that, that weekend. Um, the one the one summer thing that is going to be a bummer is uh, Peach Jam isn't letting anybody in for interviews. So that's going to stink. Yeah, Peach, Jam, Peach Jam sucks. I really wish media would just be like, all right, eh, we'll, we'll start covering other AU events because – Peach Jam has always looked down on media and made stuff tough for media, and they've really made stuff things tough for fans. The parking's a nightmare. Oh, God. Like, that place is terrible. You, it's you so, it is the worst. If you're a fan, you can't really get a seat. You have to you stand, stand on, like, a rail. They, they've never – and the thing is, the volunteers there, Roush, are, like, the nicest humans on earth. Like, the people you encounter there are perfect and great, but it's just the, the organizers are terrible. And they just make it as difficult as possible for folks. So if I were media, I'd just say, okay, well, well there are like 30 recruiting events a year. We'll, 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 we'll miss out on Peach Jam. Yeah. But yeah, well, that let's make that happen. Suck it, Peach Jam. Take yeah. out that suck it and suck it. You know who can't suck it, TJ? Is our great textures. We've got some good ones in here. 502-414-1450. TJ and Rouse, did you guys grow up going to Mass every Sunday? TJ, you strike me as the guy who would always fight their mom and going and trying to convince her that you should go next week instead. Yeah, we were um, we were big every Sunday folk for the most part. Plumley, bro, that may have been like the closest you've ever been on a TJ, you strike me, which I don't <laughs> want to get you a big head and this lead to more of these prompts. But like, it wasn't just me. It'd be my sister or my brother as well. But it would we just kind of rotate who would take turns being like the one complaining. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, my brother sometimes just would be like, I'm not going and would not go. And my sister and I would be like, <gasps> whoa we can do that and then my mom would be like hell no you can't and she'd like grab us by the ear and pull us and take us to church or sometimes like if we complain enough my mom would just go by herself to guilt trip us and she'd come back and she'd be like i saw the shipleys i saw the jenkins i saw the callies oh, all, their, yeah, all yeah. their all their kids were there uh they, but but you i hope you all had a good time sleeping in so we'd get the guilt trips as well but what i would say would be mom at church, we have to practice church songs on Monday, and we have a mass on Wednesdays. So, like, I'm already going to church for my week. 
you go to church. You haven't been to church. I've actually been twice, if you really consider it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that never went over well. Yeah, I never flew. Yeah, my mom would always say, yeah, well, it only counts on Sunday. <laughs> oh, that's a good, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a good answer. But I would always like, you know, if it was like football season and we'd wear our jerseys and stuff, that would, my mom probably would be thrilled with church in the fall because we'd be eager to do it then. Yeah, but, yeah, you uh, get to show it off. And you get, I mean, just to wear a football jersey, like, that's cool. Oh yeah, you felt like a like a professional, you know. Although, mm-hmm. how many times do professionals go into mass wearing football jerseys? But you felt like the high school movie star, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, here's the Plumley bro text we've been waiting for. Oh, I yeah. went ahead and shot my shot via text to that mystery girl. Just letting you all know in advance, you are a hundred percent invited to our wedding that will take place in four years. Wow. That's just a weird thing to text, Plumley bro. Like, even in a joking capacity. I think it's kind of funny, but, you know, um, I would have maybe gone in a different direction with, like, <laughs> never a doubt, you know, something along those lines. Maybe not, you know, we're getting married. Uh, I hope it, I hope the, the mystery girl isn't a listener to KRC. That would be well, awkward. The concerning part, Plumley bro, is you, it was eight days ago, I think, you texted in about mystery girl. So, like, what has happened? gone on over the last eight days where she now you yes. feel like you no, what did she he still doesn't have a number <laughs> well he oh, said he's trying to be a text yeah. okay so yeah. you got a number in those eight days that's what you worked on in those eight days he got a number and he probably got her to say yes so that's looking very optimistic for a marriage i agree well for <laughs> two people that haven't like been single for a very very long time where do you even start with shooting your shot if you're not in person Like, do you just go with, like, the basic, like, hey, uh, this is so-and-so. We met so-and-so. I was wondering if you'd want – like, do you just come out and say, like, do you want to grab drinks or coffee? Or do you, like, try – do people make small talk in texting anymore? Or is that just, like, a younger man's game? Um, I think, yes. Um, That was an area in which I thrived, was just, you know, kind of quick hitters. Um, And I also – Never was a, you know, if somebody did the thing where they would just not respond for a while, I would maybe play that game for like one or two before I was just like, all right, I'm not dealing with this anymore. This is stupid. You know, that's why I haven't dated in as long as I have because of BS like that, Nick. I hate the games. Like if you get a text, respond to it. Why are we waiting to try to build up the interest? I mean, it's it's so stupid. Yeah, Justin's just looking to go to the old pound town easy on that i don't know about that either well, it sounded like, you, said prom- you, sound like you just wanted promises. to skip i thought you said you wanted to skip the small talk i just i'm just telling you don't make promises i can't keep oh okay well we'll, we'll not do uh yeah uh all right look, keep us updated plumley bro texter says okay watching the match and freaking aaron Rodgers is out driving bryce and he said disregard my last text just realize they're teeing off at different tee boxes <laughs> It wasn't for everyone, but for, no. for a lot of them. And, man, I really thought that Bryson's par three closest to the hole was going to go in. I thought it was going to be a million or a $5 million hole in one. No, yeah. I thought it was going to keep trickling and trickling and trickling. That yeah. was three really impressive tee shots, by the way. Yeah. Well, man, how much does it suck being the one guy that doesn't get on? I can totally relate with Tom Brady on that. So, <laughs> me and Tom Brady, not so different probably doesn't suck because he's got six super bowl rings seven seven sorry 
That is crazy. They were talking about it. He was like, they've he has played in 10 Super Bowls. That is nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. Like one quarterback has contributed to uh, uh, what? 20% of Super Bowls. <laughs> uh, I mean, just nuts. Crazy. Just absolutely nuts. All right. A texter says, mixed feelings about seeing Brady absolutely fall apart. I like Phil, but seeing Brady not able to hit his ass with both hands on the back nine makes me feel better about my golf game. That's a funny phrase. Can't hit his <laughs> ass with both hands. <laughs> it is funny. You know what I think his problem was? He was the only one that didn't wear shorts. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, he looks sharp though. I love the red, white, and blue. And then I, I was getting confused every second because uh DeChambeau was wearing white and Brady was wearing white and then Phil and Rogers were wearing black. So I kept getting confused about who was who. Uh, you think they would have cor- color coordinated and match, but oh well. Uh, my wife's observation was, wow, I like him so much more without wearing that stupid hat. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, looks, he looks normal. And that was uh, in reference to Bryson. Like, wow, yeah. don't 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 hate those caps, Miss yeah. Roush. Yeah, I mean, but... It does make you, when you have his personality already, the cap just adds to it, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think after last night, on your back, you know? There's really, there's really no defending him at all after his his showing yesterday. God. And then the one time, the, wor- the part that annoyed me the most is it's taken forever. Charles is joking about, let's move the lights from 18 to 16 because we're going to need it. And... They come back from commercial break and Bryson's just chomping on a protein bar and he hasn't even like gotten a club out. It's like, dude, you had an entire two minute commercial break. Eat a freaking protein bar while you're in the in the car. Like, God, no one, no wonder they can't stand how slow he plays. And I, I, I kind of feel bad. Oh, and also somebody made a comment about slow play and then a different time about slow play. This was much earlier in the match and he was. He's like, I don't do that anymore. I know that's not me anymore. Like every time he'd respond, he just sounded so like he had no delivery. I guess would be the right way to put it. Like he had, his tone was bad, his delivery was bad, and he really did. He just sounded like a third grader, like that, that couldn't think of a good comeback. So he was just like mad. And it, and, uh, it, uh, and to mean, be even more specific, TJ, he is the third grader that is the bully to the other third graders, and then the parent like mocks him in front of all the other third graders and he can't respond to it because he doesn't have the IQ to do it. He can only bully on the other third graders. And now he looks like a big fool. I mean, in all honesty, he was the youngest one there by quite some, some many years. He's only 27. They're all close to 40 or North of it. So So he's 27. You're you're not, you're not 12. I know. I'm just, I'm just proving your point that when, and when it comes to that, he is a child. Well, he's the youngest, and uh, I just I feel bad because I felt like this was a good opportunity for him to come off as like a normal human. And instead, it just and he couldn't do it. He tried, couldn't, he do, couldn't it. do it. Really couldn't uh, do it. Especially yeah. you could tell it really irked him when Phil was like, "Man, getting out drove by a fifty-one year old." I mean, he said that I don't know how many times because Phil was just hitting fairways on those long drives, and Bryson was trying to smash balls into oblivion, and they ended up going into the rough. Yep, not surprising in the slightest. Roush, why don't you hit this next text? Uh, got a little too heated by that texter whining about the cornhole overrule. Has he ever watched the professionals play on ESPN? Of course, 
they don't abide by that sorry excuse of a rule. Imagine basketball players not being allowed to score any more points when they're about to win. Some ticked-off dude who sucks at cornhole invented that rule so he could weasel his way into a few wins. Needless to say, we don't play that poop at my house. You get to 21 first, and you better believe we're adding insult to injury and burying the other team by going way over 21. Wow, somebody very passionate about their cornhole rules. I'm I'm fine either way, and I, I see both sides of the angle, but Texer, to your point, it's – Easy to not have to worry about getting exact, but it takes some skill to, hey, I can't make this one, or I need to knock this bag off and keep this one on. It, it Don't tell me there's not some skill in people that play exact. There is. Now, I also agree with you that, like, hey, the, the goal is to who gets to 21 first, who cares about the numbers after it. So fire away. I, I'm, I'm fine playing either way, but I'm not going to let you say there's not skill involved in playing exact because there's a lot of skill involved in playing exact. No, there is, but, um, I mean, this texture does make a good point. It's a good way to – you can dominate a whole game and go back a few times or have your bag get knocked in by somebody, and you could score 35 points and still lose a game playing that way. So, But I'm not – I'm also one of those two that I never take. You're, you're, you're a little bit different than me, TJ. You get, especially, you know, I've seen you in your beer die. You're a competitive guy and I will to an extent, but like, I just don't, I'm never going to get all like, Oh, we're not playing bad, blah, 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 over like a stupid game. Like I'm there to drink beer and have a good time. I don't care that much. I, I need to also defend myself and my competitiveness. I'm never going to let it ruin my outing or my time. I just think if you're going to keep scoring something, I don't want to lose at it. Like I, I, I just don't want to lose if we're keeping score. That being said, I'm not going to, well, you know, 10 years ago, maybe a different story, 15, <laughs> definitely. So, but like, I'm not going to like, that classic beer pong game, you know? Not, I'm not going to throw a fit about it. You know, we're there to have fun and whatnot. But, yeah, of course you're going to want to win. People that don't want to win are losers. No offense. Right, right, right. By definition, actually. Technically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, Frick the Bucks, Suns <laughs> Info. Suns and Four Guy. I did not know that Barstool asked Suns and Four Guy and the Nuggets fan to be in rough and rowdy. Like, oh my gosh, what a money, like what a money grab that would be. And Sons and Four Guy said no. Wait, it was Sons and Four Guy that said no? He said no. Yeah, the Nuggets guy was like, absolutely. And that was the right answer, by the way. Because if you're yeah. just a normal dude and you're going to maybe get $500,000 to be in a ring for three minutes, there's one answer to that question, and it is why he Maybe is. it's because you, you the Sons and Four Guy, like, A, he already won. That's what he said. He was like, he, "I don't need to fight. I already, I already won." Yeah, I, and and also he's he's already got some endorsement type deal. Like they're they're selling Suns and Four shirts, and he's getting a cut of it. So maybe he's thinking, "I've already cashed in. I'm I'm on top. Why why punch down? You know." Well, he punched up. He had the low ground. Still yeah. still dominated that dude. Oh, if um, I'm him though, I'm definitely doing that. Yeah, yeah you're you got right. strike like, by the iron huge, hot. Huge payday. He's missing out on. 
I don't care if, like, you know, you've already got some cash flowing in. You got in a fight at an arena. You ride that bad boy to the moon if you can. Because you know what happens to the normal American that gets a fight in an arena? You get kicked out. You maybe get banned from the arena. And worst of all, you get a talking to from your wife or significant other. And that's the worst of it. This dude is maybe going to be famous because he beat up some dude. Yeah, you go do rough and rowdy, you dingus. That would be the most anticipated rough and rowdy by far. By far. <sighs> Man, that'd be a lot of fun. I, I'm disappointed. Hope he changes his mind. I'm too. I really am as well. Uh, he needs to reconsider, or they need to at least tell him the uh, how much money he could potentially make. How much did Jose Canseco get for 10 seconds? Oh, uh, a butt ton. I, I forget million? exactly. It's been so long. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, Justin might remember better. I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, it was a lot of money, no doubt about it. A texter says, the course in Montana was beautiful. My wife is from Montana. We go up there every year. The courses up there are absolutely incredible. That's Mook. Yeah, you told us, I think, that your wife was was from there. Pretty jealous. Um, my parents that, are going that, up that way here in a few weeks. Hey, uh, my dad is uh, in literally a week from today. Oh, so wow. They may, they may be at the same place someplace. Hey, you Wow, what if we did uh, Roush and Walker, but from Montana and the other Roush and Walker? Wow. That, what a wacky idea Wednesday. Uh, not sure I follow, but... No, they do yes. the radio show. Or it could be a whole joke. Well, uh, yeah, you get it? No? <laughs> no, I got it. I don't think it'd be good radio, though. But that's <laughs> never stopped us. <laughs> Slap sands. Uh, all right, you get this long one. I, I've been watching the Netflix documentary, Sundral Until I Die, and I didn't realize how cutthroat soccer was a Great Britain with relegation and promotion. Uh, duh. I'm only a soccer fan when the World Cup is on, but now that I know a little more about it, I think I'll be a little more interested in soccer. Also, during first season, the access the fans had with the coaches and the general manager was unbelievable. It's basically akin to Stoops or Calipari sitting down at Mullins with anyone screening folks and fans, just peppering them with hard-hitting questions. It was awesome. And I wish we would have that level of fan coach act interaction here in the U.S., Mook. Well, Good text, Mook. I want to check that out. I didn't know it existed, but uh, sounds like something I'd be interested in. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. I think fans should have more access. It's ridiculous they don't. They are literally the reason that this exists. I uh, I wish I, I can really get behind international soccer. And I heard Roger Bennett compare it to uh, – Whoa, I forget what his comparison was, but he basically said that like that's child's play. It's like watching JV compared to club stuff. But the problem is, is like I can't casually just pick a club team. I mean, hell, as much as I love the NFL, how much trouble did I have picking an NFL team? Like I'm not I'm not going to be able to do that with you know Premier League soccer. But and you're still I can shaky, thoroughly though. enjoy national teams. You're still shaky on your NFL team too. Yeah, you know, I I did get We're almost in the day, Justin. When I, I learned that Wesley Woodyard no longer played for the Titans, did not realize he was not on the team last year. He followed me on Twitter. Oh, congrats! It was kind of cool. I'm a big Wesley guy. I don't know if you could grow up in the late '80s, early mid '90s, and not be a huge Wesley guy. Like he was the he was UK defense. <laughs> like he he was the man. You, you you loved him so that I was happy to see him follow me. I don't know. I'm sure he. No, I don't know. I don't know if he wants something out of me, but he's gonna be really disappointed if he does. Well, you know, he could uh, he could come on the show. That would be cool. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Has he been on the show once? 
Uh, Tammy has. I don't know if Wesley ever has. I thought we had Wesley on briefly once, like our first year, but I also could could have been, been during doing my this year. a while now. Is this three years now? Yes. Um, oh. Yeah, we'll be coming up on four soon enough. Oh, my goodness gracious. We're uh, old. We really are. A Texture set best radio show in Kentucky, uh, although stationed in Indiana. Both states. Chris Lofton is the third guy with the uh, uh, Tyler Ulyss and was it Tony Delk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what is good call, Texture. That's it. I got to learn more about that. Is there an article out there or they yeah. just do the release? Came out. I mean, the article is basically the release. <laughs> they they haven't like done any interviews about it yet. So, hey, Roush, is the Courier Journal counting down like the top fifty U of L football players this year? Um. Well, they they're counting down the top impact players. What uh, number in, did they start at? Well, they they I guess they started at one. They're now on number twenty three. No, 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 no. They're counting down. Wait. Counting down. They're counting down. I just don't know where they counted from. Maybe I mean, there's not that many players you can play on a football field at once. They're on number twenty three. I, I know. I know they players had, I know stepping they had, into larger roles. I know they had twenty six. So. Oh goodness. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Nope. They had twenty-eight. At least twenty-eight. How many players are important for U of L football? Not nearly. Not this many. I mean, I was thinking maybe they have two. I mean, you can find much better ways to fill your time in the summer than just like writing three sentences about every U of L football player. It's the top thirty U of L players to watch this season. But you can only have eleven Man. on the field at once. Imagine not making that top thirty. You really have to be bad at football. <laughs> Oh, man. T's and P's, number 31. Yep. Uh, Texture says the punter or long snapper seems like the obvious choice for a KRC spokesman. Ooh, we get Wilson Berry. Good all. Today is if you Twitter search Jimmy Butler and Rachel Nichols, there Very are a lot of funny tweets. tweets. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. like hilarious tweets. Yeah. Even if it's not, you know, true, it's high comedy, you know. But when, when is fiction ever not, you know, fiction's never stopped us from being funny. And, uh, John, I agree with you. The Bucks did not seem rattled, even though it was the double-digit loss in game one. They will win some games in this series. That That is for I like. I think we're I think we're at least getting six. I, I feel pretty good about that. I think this is going to be a fun series. Oh, Last man, time I said I that was, uh, who so. was it? I hope we get it, it to six. Who did I say? Was it the Heat and the Bucks that I said was going to be a fun series? And it was not. Yeah, that's true. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Texture says, uh, you say that academic requirements are non-requirements. Wait, what? No, we say that they are requirements. No, not really. Your football requirements are tied to your play. Think about it. You are a player that is only at the university because of your football abilities. Without that, you would not be on campus for a free ride. And the overall point is that you'll have athletes ask the academic requirements be removed or reduced. Just remember that I said that in a few years, it'll be a contentious talking point. I don't, I don't not, not, in, not in a few years, Texter. You're wrong about that. I don't doubt that it gets brought up that, hey, why does the fact that I have a C minus, why does that, like, why does it have to be a C plus? Like, does it really matter that much? But while you say that their requirements, they're there because they're football players, they're there because there's a university that they're going to school at. That is the core of why they're there. Now, we know, like we know why we're watching them on TV, 
and we know why they're getting nil money. It's not because they're good students, but they are only at they're only in that position because they are a student at the university. And to be a student at the university, there are requirements you have to meet. So meet said requirements to be able to do the things you're talking about. Now, if the University of Kentucky basketball team somehow ever separates from the university, which is like a, I don't, I, we're not late enough in our Wednesday to be able to wrap our heads around this. But if for somehow they, you know, if like, let's say the Power Fives break off from the NCAA and they say, we are a new professional sports league. Okay, then you'll be right. But until then, no. Yeah, I would also say that the way that UK's coaches operate, it's if you take care of your school and your other stuff, then football will follow. It's it's yeah, like like the I, I know that, like we're getting really sinister and jaded, like oh, it's all about paying and this is what's going to be next. But like, you're still at the end of the day, these coaches are trying to make people going through life changes better, young men and that's a big piece of the equation is you can be successful at your sport. If you're successful in life, like uh, the, one, the two things are, they, they coexist, frankly, and you're not going to be a good student of the game of football. If you can't be a good student in the classroom. And also college, isn't that hard. If you just show up to class, no, it's, like, it's, like it's not getting a C average with all the resources they have. It's not very hard. If you just try just a little, yeah, and Texture, I do agree. I will say this. I do agree that I think you'll see it reduced because you're already starting to see that. You're having people, I mean, which is wild, but we don't have the time to talk about it, but you're already having people say, "Should why, why should my SAT score not allow me into this college? Because they don't want you if you don't meet a certain SAT score. That's why they don't. That, that's why it matters. But you're already starting to see a movement on that, like why are grades so important? We all learn differently, which is true. We do learn differently. But So I don't, I don't doubt that maybe they are reduced at some point. Where it's like you know C minus versus C plus. What's the what's the big difference here? But you'll always have to be going to school. Like you'll always be having to, and you'll have to be having to pass too. They're not going to let people be failing um, unless there's a break off from the NCAA. Come on down, Kofi. Why should I care that one percent of the fan base doesn't want them? There will always be a group of people the other on the other side of every opinion, right? Yeah, but. These ones are the same people that are always just finding the same stuff to moan and groan about. And I just wish they'd stop. And I have a radio show to be able to tell them to stop, so I did it. Mm -hmm. uh, the texture said, I meant to say job requirements, not non-requirements. No. Uh, Sorry, yeah. we should have read down a little bit. Yeah, but either way, uh, if you can't do your job in the classroom, you're not going to do your job on the field. And it's uh, and actually, I think the coaches like it because it's a good excuse to kick, you know, kick somebody off the team that's just not getting their job yep. done. Another texture says, no reason to be ashamed of that, Justin. We non-cop callers should be proud. Yeah, proud. All right, I'll get this long one here. Sure. And the final thing I'll say on this is that the fans that are resisting the nil are fighting for the original intent of college athletics. Now, you may say that college athletics have been dead and gone for a while, but for a certain amount of people – they believe players genuinely love playing for UK and loved representing the people of a downtrodden state. A good example of this was Chuck Hayes senior day. That was one of my favorite non-championship moments of all time. He was authentic in his love for the university and fans loved him for it. Now with money being a bigger factor, it feels like the character of the sport is gone forever. And this will all become transactional like pros boosters will pay for players 
players will do right for themselves and chase the dollars, and the love of the university has been sucked out of athletics. I honestly think this is part of criticism behind the nil. I know it's naive, but I do believe it's true. And I'm so all right with you expressing that opinion in that way. You provided some reason and rationale, and while ultimately I don't agree with you, that is like a great way to express somewhat of a hot take, if you will. Certainly different yeah, than Justin yeah. saying, I hate money. So if you want to come be our producer, Texter, please let us know. I also love Chuck Hayes. Love the senior day moment. And I'll never forget him staying on the bench as Michigan State was celebrating after the Elite Eight game with his head in his hands, looking like the dude just needed a hug. And every UK fan would have gladly given him said hug. Uh, the diff- Why you're wrong, though, unfortunately – is because like professional athletes love their professional teams too. You, I mean, we see professional athletes tear up as they say goodbye to towns. Is it the same as college? No. And will college be different? Yes. But I still, the people will be will love the schools they play for, and they'll love their university. You got to remember, they're 17, 18, 19, 20, very impressionable, and this will feel like home to them. Even if they're making money, it'll still feel like home to them. And you'll get Reed Travis just came back to UK, played one year there. He still has in his Twitter bio. He loved his time at Kentucky. You'll still get that, even if players are making money. And you'll get some people, no offense, but like a Darnell Dobson who didn't give one crap about being at the University of Kentucky. All he wanted to do was play basketball. That's fine. But you'll still get people that hate it or don't love it. And you'll get people that will cherish it. And we'll love the ones that love it. And we'll kind of move, we'll forget about the ones that don't. That won't change. Yeah. Um, but I do, I mean, th- th- I I appreciate the way he expressed a feeling that many folks have, but here's the thing too, folks. Uh, Not everybody back then was all sentimental and stuff too. You mentioned Darnell Dodson, but I mean, you can go back to the nineties or the, you can go back forever and folks had similar transactional feelings. You just didn't know them that well, you know? Uh, Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, if you know anybody who turned 44 today, they were born on 7777. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. I'm going to tweet that, see if anybody responds. Because uh, a turning 44 or celebrating your 44th wedding anniversary. Ooh, that would be cool. If anybody can prove one of those two things, we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up the only way KRC can, which is not good, is why I say that. But we'll, we'll do something. <laughs> um. It's also Jack Pilgrim's birthday, so he was Hey-o! born Happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday, Jack. Jack, great as job, even better dude, worst basketball player, uh, but all-around good dude. <laughs> it, goes, uh, it goes person, job, basketball player. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, I don't know who who's WW. Does WW know that you are leaving Twitter? Didn't you announce the yesterday that you are leaving Twitter, TJ? I don't know who WW is either. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Um, no, I'm gonna. I'm leaving Twitter at some point. I, I'm just getting. I'm just. I, I will at some point. Right now, it's just a kind of a delicate of like you have a job of needing to make sure people hear your show. So being on social media, especially with UK having one of the larger Twitter presences in college athletics. Uh, it's good to like tweet here and there, but it's just not, you know, the, you, you get over stuff in life. And I'm just kind of over it. Hmm. Wow. Well said TJ. You're really yeah. smart. And yeah, uh, clearly, 
clearly well-rounded. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, we're out of time. We went long. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for texting in. A lot of good texts today, better than you all normally do. So Yeah, uh, keep it up, all right? If, if not, then we're going to come after you. Yeah. All right, yeah. everybody. Uh, oh, the stream went down again. Oh, that's not good. Everybody have a good day. We'll see you on Thursday. Oh, gosh, I forgot what day it was. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin King. Break it on, lose that number. It's the only.